We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service, like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dork. You're listening to the Uncontested What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We got the whole squad here with us today. Our star team. Yeah, we're. I'm in. I'm in the room with Jacob, and we're watching the game while we're podcasting. Yep, it's currently 149, 148. Team Giannis. We got Taylor. TNT knows drama. Yes, we got Taylor. I overcame the coronavirus this weekend. Which one? Uh. It's a good question. I've been I don't know. I overcame my coughing st- bug. I've been looking at more studies on it. Yeah. Low key, kind of terrifying. One <laughs> hundred like, percent. At, at first, I was, ignorance is bliss. Buddy. At first, I researched so it true. and I was, I was like, oh, I'm not afraid of it. And it's then, like, like, wait, this is actually a thing now. And then yeah, Indonesia or some stuff did some like they published some of their findings, and then I was like, okay, this is kind of terrifying. No, like I know it, they're working on a on a cure down at OU. Yeah, and oh, they, I didn't also, know that. Took, they cool. also took some of their cells to like Pitt, University of Pittsburgh, University of wherever else, and they're like working on it. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. It's yeah. like plague ink. We're all going <laughs> to die. <laughs> yeah, Thursday I started coughing, and I uh, got a little scared. Had a fever on, I think, guess Thursday night. and uh, But it's all good. It's all good. We're, we're better now. Uh, we got Justin. Hey, guys. Chris Paul can dunk. He can dunk. I'm kind of angry about it. <laughs> and we got Nick. I'm waiting for Chris Paul to hit a game winner. I, I'm getting, hoping it happens. Close. Fill so, in my bones. While the All Star Game is finishing up here, we are going to talk some All Star Weekend. And since it is All Star Weekend, All Star Weekend, although it's not officially, we're we're officially past the halfway point of the season. This is a, a great spot, a dead spot in the season where we thought it would be a great time to revisit some of our preseason thoughts on the Thunder and on the league as a whole. Revisit those and see how far off we were where we were at 
on on things that are currently happening and how we project the rest of the season to play out. So this should be a pretty fun one as we go back and revisit some of our dumb decisions and our some some of our dumb takes from the beginning of the year. But guys, first I want to start off talking about All Star Weekend. Uh, the game is currently going on, like I like I mentioned. Uh, obviously, when you guys listen to the podcast, it'll be over. But we're watching as they're finishing up the game right now. Ooh, it's oh. getting aggressive. <laughs> getting it's aggressive. getting chippy. They're uh, yeah, they're they're going at it. Um, my first question for All Star Weekend: Skills Challenge. Is the Skills Challenge the worst event over the weekend? Yes. Yes. I mean, it's, this year it was. It, but just the event itself, like there's nothing to it. It, it just, needs a higher level of difficulty. Exactly. The yeah. only thing that judges like, the whole it's thing like, is hey, the pass. can you make this pass? Right. And, yeah. and the thing is, like they could they they could make that the coolest competition of anything very very easily. That's they a just good point. Stick to this base, it's got the highest ceiling of competitions, I guess you could say. There's so much more they could do. Also, I was listening to uh, No Dunks podcast they did live from Chicago. Um, I was listening to it this morning. Did you guys know? And I completely forgot about this, but I think it was like. Gosh, I can't even remember the dates now. But they they used to play horse like for a year or two or a season or two. They did horse in the All Star yeah, game. Yeah, Kevin Durant was in. Yeah, KD was both. the goat. And I it forgot was about that. Boring. I completely. Do you about remember that. when they used to do? Uh, what was that event where you had to like? They had three people on a team shooting half court shots. Shooting stars. Shooting, shooting stars. stars. Shooting yeah. stars was kind of stuff fun. like that. I maybe if they did something with the skills challenge where like since it's sponsored by Taco Bell. Like after you make the pass, but before you go do the layup, you have to like annihilate two chalupas or something. <laughs> Maybe that would make it yeah, more enjoyable because then, on the court. then you out, might Taco shit Bell. your pants while you're running Remember, to hit yeah. the layup. See, that reminds me of the time we went. It's ate. like a it's like a Paul Pierce. That, uh, that reminds me of the time we went and ate at the mule or something and had like that Buffalo Mac. Or oh yeah, whatever. at the press. Yes. And then we went play pickup. We had to play pickup like immediately after, and we were like running up and down the floor. <laughs> I thought was, I was gonna throw it up. Was Explosion the worst feeling in the world. That's awesome. I so the they need to do something with the skill challenge. Skill challenge is boring. Um, but All-Star Saturday night. After Skills Challenge, we get the three-point contest. How would you guys feel about the three-point contest this year? I was three. wondering how it Trey was awesome. got 15 points and everybody else almost doubled this man up. Yeah, Trey Young did not do well. But I thought the finals of the three-point so contest good. was awesome. a lot of fun. I mean, it came down to the final shot. Yeah, Shivano, awesome. Rainer, Buddy healed. Buckets. Buddy I like sooner. I like the addition of the the mount, like Mountain Dew shot, whatever they good. called it. That yeah. was kind of cool. I didn't it's like cool it at idea. first, but I'm yeah, yeah, it grew on me. Except my favorite part was Reggie Miller uh, saying he needs this next shot every shot. That yeah, that's fun. that was annoying. <laughs> that was really fun. That was annoying. You know, no, why? the most annoying part was was uh, Isaiah Thomas narrating Dude, the intros. I was like, so Dude, bad. shut the that hell was up! So bad. Like, How drunk so annoying was he? Right now. I don't think he was drunk. I just think he's just annoying. Agreed. That's fair. What was that worse than DJ Khaled announcing? <laughs> Pat Connaughton? Oh. Pat? I don't know how to say your last name. <laughs> God. Like, well, he did he right. not, didn't he not practice this before? Did they, are they just winging it out there? I, th- I think you know the answer to that. Yes. The only Khaled. name DJ Khaled knows how to pronounce is DJ Khaled. Yeah. Yeah. DJ Khaled. Khaled. We so, the best. Three-point contest. Major was pretty key. fun. Uh, dunk contest. I thought the first couple of rounds were pretty bad. Very the first bad. few people. Dwight Howard should Dwight, not have been there. Connaughton was kind of boring. His like backboard tap was cool, but yep. the rest not so much. I really yeah. liked the white 
the white man can't jump one. I it was really a cool reference. The, I like the theme, but I was like, otherwise the dunk was boring. That's and, that's um, my issue with the dunk contest in recent years is the people that go like over the top with the props or the theme, and then the dunk is super lame. Yeah, totally like agree. the bringing out the TikTok girls, and I thought he was gonna yeah, like jump the over them or something, girls, but instead so they're noxious. just like dancing at half court while he dunks. Having right. or like the birthday cake, it was weird. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, oh my god, I thought like because we were like, wait, me and Jake were sitting in the living room, like, wait a minute, are they literally about to wait? 30 minutes for these women to light all these candles on this damn cake. <laughs> and then and I was it, like, is he going to jump over the cake? And then yeah. the next thing I know, the cake, the was, cake gone. was gone. He yeah. ate all of it. It was dumb. And then <laughs> Dwight, Dwight Howard's like gimmick as far as like he was there just to be a gimmick and they gave him all 10s for doing yeah. the same dunk he did however many years ago. The, I was upset about that. The Dwight Howard dunk with the Superman cape, he got something like a 45 or a 46 on that dunk and that was... Maybe no, the no, worst. He, had, he, dunk. Got all, he got all tens. Did he? It was yeah. the worst dunk in a dunk contest I think I've ever seen. All he did was catch an alley oop and dunk it. I see that four times a night in a Thunder game. Apparently, like he got. He, apparently, he had talked to Kobe about it a yeah. while back about it. I think that Kobe, Kobe was supposed to get him the ball and Kobe was supposed to give him the cape or something like that. So like finding that out after like makes you a little nostalgic. It makes you say, okay, I understand, but like. I think no. that's the only reason he got a fifty, but it's yeah, still so kind it's of still a lame dumb, reason. Yeah. That's the yeah, okay. That's the other thing. Let's yeah. talk. Let's talk about these judges. Dwayne Wade. The the, the, the judging thing. is so it's so bad. subjective. Exactly. Like not just the judges, we but also how need, they judge the game. Yep. Why are you guidelines. having Chadwick Boseman do it? Like yeah, why? like have, and have real NBA players that have been in a dunk contest. One, do it. Once you give somebody a ten, like. That's all. Yeah, you have to max. That's maxed out. So like, it's, if somebody something does something better, everybody else gets a ten. Exactly. I love the idea of only letting former dunk contest yeah. champions Me too. be so the judges. That's what they Me did too. in the past. Like we saw, like panels of Dominique Wilkins, Michael Jordan, yeah, uh, and all the uh, like, and, and like Hakeem Olajuwon, all these other dudes. Like, dude, like why? Why is Chadwick Boseman there? Like he because like because he played in some good movies. Dwayne Wade, I get. Dwayne Wade belonged there, but he's the one that ended officially ended up rigging the entire thing. Right, yeah. that was bad. So, <laughs> with all that being said, though, I thought the finals that went into double overtime for the dunk contest were a lot of fun. I thought it was. Lame. Oh, that was a blast. I um, that was like I, that was Aaron up there Gordon with Levine pissed. and Gordon. Yeah, there, there, there were some some fun dunks. I thought, I thought the dunk of the night probably for me, was Aaron Gordon catching a pass off the side of the backboard with one hand and, and, three, doing the Ferguson uh, and windmilling dunk? it. Ferguson that, did that. Was pro- that was probably the most impressive dunk of the night. Uh, I also really like Derek Jones. He like 180 windmilled it, right? Yeah, Derek Jones Jr. got the jumped over a guy, caught it off the backboard, and went between the legs, which that was, was awesome. also pretty impressive. Um, so I, I thought the finals were good. I did I not really more, enjoy the I expected the more beginning. MJ tributes. Like, how are you going to yeah. have a dunk contest in Chicago, in Chicago right. and nobody pulls out, like, yeah. retro MJ jersey, I'm going to do something wild from the free throw line. That felt well, like an obvious Derek move. Jones Jr. was supposed to do that, I guess, and then he just ended up taking, like, one full step into <laughs> right. the free throw yeah. line. Yeah, and, you know, I on your first try at full speed, you know, trying to get your footing right to step yeah. right, and, like, it's so, – so I get kind of how and why he messed that one up. Ooh, okay, so – Pause podcast real real quick. Team LeBron has the ball. A three oh, pointer will win the game. Kawhi. We all know they're Kawhi. shooting a three. Harden's oh, gonna jack up a three. We missed it. Kawhi yeah, missed it. Chris Paul. Kawhi. Oh. oh, okay. I see. Team LeBron got the ball back. 
Oh my goodness! What? God, I think Taylor's ahead of everyone else. Taylor's yeah, feed. streaming because we're we're all streaming, and Taylor's probably watching on television. Uh, all right. Oh, oh yeah. Oh god! Team LeBron's got the ball LeBron's back. Ball again. <laughs> and everybody, they're so hyped up, like it's the NBA Finals. I yeah, love they're, it. They're I, I I love I this style love of finishing this game. This this makes it fun. I mean, to be fair, oh. like Ben Simmons is probably not going to oh. get. All right, Taylor, don't NBA spoil finals. it for us. We're going to watch this <laughs> final possession here and see if. Team LeBron oh, win. Oh, is that a goaltend? That's a goaltend, bro. Oh, man. You, team Giannis is going to hit a three to win it. I can feel it. You, oh, man. This is fun. This is fun. Yeah, it's a goaltend. That's a goaltend. Well, is it? Oh, that was so I think close. he got it. Before, when, yeah, it's a yeah, he got it once it was on the glass. I can't Dude, all those little kids on either end of the court are lit right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a goaltend. Oh, it's really cool. Also, speaking yeah, of which, it is super cool what the NBA did for them. Um, getting that, like, they wrote letters to the team captains, and they got to go to the all-star practices and meet these guys, and then now getting to sit essentially courtside. Things like uh, Section 100 tickets for all those yeah. kids. Like, that's just incredible. That's yeah, really, that's really, really cool. special. So so while we're finishing this all-star game and kind of live narrating it on the podcast, <laughs> uh, how do you guys feel about the the style of the the rule change of the actual all-star game at first i hated it but once it came down to what this is right now i'm Agreed. like okay i kind of actually like this i Spot am on. a wholehearted defender of the elam ending and i have been from the beginning and i'm glad that everyone's coming around oh yeah yeah no i'm uh do you think the nba will ever consider doing this in in Regular season no. games, playoff games, finals games? I don't think so. I don't either. I think it's tough. It's just tough to explain. And I think anything that like gets too complicated turns casual fans off. And I think that's the biggest reason it won't. Do you won't. think they might have this sort of ending in like the midseason tournaments to Adam Silver? Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. That would be awesome. That would that's be a, a really good oh, idea. Like Not also, only is it a nice change of pace like with these in-season tournaments for like a team maybe like the Hornets that is not going to make the playoffs ever. Uh, but like, so they can win something, but also like you're adding another twist to it that would make it interesting. And like, it's just like trading buckets. It's like it's like playing pickup, like the first 15 wins. So like, exactly, yep. you know, like they're coming down the floor, like no twos, no twos. That's so, why they're like, getting so fired like up. I love it. Yeah. Also, yeah, Wob, and, Wob and, just tweeted out a win by two or straight up. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, but the the All Star game has almost become like a pickup game with this new rule. Now that we that the two captains draft their teams rather than. Um, you know, it just being East versus West, it, it really has become like a really, really, really high quality pickup game, which, yeah, you, you know, I think and maybe for casual fans, it's kind of cool because a yeah. lot of casual fans, you know, go to their local gym or go to their playground and play pickup. And this is like watching pickup, but and with bar- the best players in the world. Barkley right. mentioned this, and I thought it was a really cool idea, which was. They determined it wasn't a goaltend? They determined it was a goaltend. Right, it's one fifty four. Oh, they took the points off. Yeah. Oh wow. Anyways, Barkley mentioned this, and I thought it was a really Team intriguing LeBron. idea because of the amount of international players in the NBA today. Which is like, instead of like doing East West again or having the draft, you just do World against USA because of amount the amount of just like really really good international players. Which I'm like, I thought that was a really cool idea. Yeah. But at the same time, like I don't know, like it seems it, really interesting. I think World versus USA in the rising stars is good. I don't know how it will work with the all-star though, because what if you don't get a whole lot of international players? I mean, you have Giannis, Jokic, uh, Siakam, Siakam, Luka. Do you have a ton of players that, yeah, like you have so many players that you don't realize international. I think you give, give the league five to 10 years 
and oh I think that'll be gosh, a pretty easy wild. thing to do. Can't wait for you guys to see this. What is that? Oh, yes. I love Bucket seeing Harden game. get called for a charge. Oh, oh they called him for charge. a charge! And an all-star <laughs> game. Offensive foul. That's incredible. Look at Spike Lee. Dude, I've never seen garbage. somebody cheer so much for drawing a charge in an all-star game. <laughs> that was the latest call. They waited until after he made the bucket to call it? I, th- I think they had He's got money the ref behind him. Kyle Lowry's more excited now than he when, when he won the NBA title. <laughs> And oh, Harden this is, is fun, so man. Pissed. This is, this so is fun. fun. Harden's looking for Russ because that's what he has been leaning on Russ the second half of the season. <laughs> I need my runny Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Get me Russ. I like that your yeah. Harden impersonation sounds like Jim Trader. An old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to consider that you know, I've been out all night at a strip club and it's lots of <laughs> smoke in the air. And, not in Oklahoma City, though. Those ones aren't very good. <laughs> From what I hear, <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> From what I hear, somebody needs to make that Lowry not a place to go to. That Lowry shot um, that they just threw up there it needs to be. Harden's got to fix his hair. What is up with that thing? Harden's that been struggling recently. All right, well, let's move on to some Thunder <laughs> themes while we're watching this All Star game. So again, this podcast, we felt like the All Star break was a perfect time for us to revisit. Some of our preseason predictions, our preseason takes, and see how close we were to being on, and how far we off, we, we, how, how far, far we were off, off on, on, on some of these <laughs> as well. Wait, what you say? This is what happens when you try to multitask. Yeah, this, <laughs> people are gonna hate this podcast. All right, so only if they're from <laughs> Wales. <laughs> when, whenever we did our Thunder season preview podcast. Uh, Four of us were on that podcast. Nick, I don't. Do you remember what you were doing, Nick? I don't remember, but I thought I participated in that. Uh, I listened back today at two times speed. I've never really listened to podcasts at two times speed. That's a trip, man. Um, I felt like I was. I don't know. I felt like I was experienced cocaine for the first time ever. It was wild. Um, (laughs) Nick wasn't on, but the other four of us, all four of us, thought OKC would trade at least. I set the over/under at two and a half players. We said over. We all said over. To be fair, but that to be fair, that was the narrative going to the season, even from Waj. For sure, definitely. So, obviously, we all four got that wrong. Are you surprised at that? Look in hindsight now. Um, do you think like? Oh man. We was that a hot take back then, or was that acceptable? No, because here here's the deal. I thought it was acceptable strictly because we did not expect this team. To have 33 games going into the All Star, 33 wins going into the All Star break, so we're like, oh yeah, the team's probably gonna win, you know, 17 games going the All Star break, and they're just gonna sell everything off. And then you realize, holy crap, these guys, their prices are now soaring because if so and so equals a first rounder, and so and so equals a couple first rounders or many second rounders, then definitely Gallinari gets this, definitely Schroeder gets this, definitely so and so gets this. So like. Because of how they have played and how they have definitely arisen, and they sh- they should have been the five seed if they didn't drop oh two really dumb oh, games. Oh, he missed it! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Chris, like, Chris Paul had a chance. They definitely should have not dropped two dumb games. Like they could be in the five seed one hundred percent right now, and so their their the market on the players at OKC would be prospectively trading is has risen. 
So now I'm not surprised they didn't trade anybody. And really, Gallinari, they were in the talks. It looked like oh, Sam Presti had his deal that he yeah. wanted for Gallinari, but Gallinari's crew couldn't figure out that contract going after, and that looked yeah. like Kendrick Nunn coming back to OKC. Kendrick Nunn, the 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 restrictions on that pick removed and another future pick. So it looked like Presti had made a deal, but Gallinari's people could not yeah. agree to that. From one. everything I understand, it, the the that deal got far enough down the line where Presti said, I give you permission to talk right. to Gallinari Contract. and his representation. So it looks like we were just going to get one, but see, that's what I'm saying is because Gallin, if, if the, this team had only won like 20 games, that deal would have been different. But because this team has surpassed all odds Billy Donovan's in the coach of the year conversation and possibly up for the five seed uh if they keep on winning post all-star break you know it's different but because of what we expect this team to be like where we expect this team to be at uh and especially with everything given with uh, Wojnarowski and then Shams we all expected a lot of the team to get traded but now of course we're ending the season with the same team that we began with I think too the the dynamic of the league changed a little bit you know when we Right after the Westbrook and the PG trades, you know, it was like there was trades happening every day and people were flying all over the place. And it kind of it just felt like that trend was going to continue. But that wasn't the case. After Westbrook got traded, it pretty much just stopped and everybody stopped moving pieces. And with the Warriors not being the Warriors anymore, we knew that there'd be kind of a, a new level of parity in the league. And in my head, I thought that meant teams were going to be more aggressive in trying to, you know, build the best squad possible, and so more transactions yeah, like they, were going to happen. A lot of teams would think they had a window, but instead, I think teams felt really good about what they had, and I think wanted to kind of see what they've got before they went and made a crazy move. Now that the Warriors aren't out there, it's kind of like slowed down the arms race a little bit, which I think definitely kind of that's a really good point. Cooled down the trade market. It's it's almost like a transition transition season for the NBA is that weird to say like you mentioned Justin not having the Warriors not having that um that kind of the top dog of the league right now you have so much like parody in the league and it's, it's made for a really fun exciting season for us diehard fans um but it almost feels like a transition like you know next year the Warriors are going to be healthy again the Lakers could get even better um the Bucks yep. get even better like there's no telling it's just it's really fun and almost an unknown there's, there's just so much unknown in the NBA right now and I, I think that makes it really exciting um for us NBA fans and um yeah, I'm, there's I'm so many teams that have overachieved this year right there's so many surprises we talked about the heat the thunder um yeah it's made for a really entertaining season um because like you mentioned Kamiar I don't think any of us would have predicted and as Jake is about to go through our predictions we certainly did not predict for us to be riding with this same team heading in uh, post or heading into after the all-star break so a few of our other predictions that we had on that thunder season preview uh, we talked a lot about Shea Gilgis Alexander and I gave you guys his preseason numbers and asked you to give me over or under for the regular season for 18.8 points per game Majority of us said over on that, and it look, and so far we are correct. He's averaging 19.5 points a game. At 4.8 rebounds a game, majority of us said That's under. Awesome. He's currently averaging 6.1 rebounds a game, so he's he's Ooh. pretty significantly ahead of that. And then for 1.3 assists per game, all of us said over on that. Uh, he has over doubled that. So we we hit Shea's numbers. Pretty well. Some other predictions, though, that I just want to throw out there. 
Uh, Justin, you said that Shea Gilgis Alexander would win the Most Improved Player Award. Love. I'm a genius. Uh, Kamiar said OKC will have one malcontent player that they need to trade, and he was heavily referencing Chris Paul there. Well, and that'd be Justin Patton. They do have a a malcontent. He just doesn't play, and his name's Deontay Burton. That's true. (laughs) Um, I predicted that Darius Darius Baisley would play more at the three than the four. That has not come to fruition. Uh, Justin said that the Thunder would finish last in the Northwest Division. Yikes. <laughs> you know, uh, set your expectations low and you'll never be disappointed. There you Taylor go. said Baisley will get second team all rookie. Is this Ooh, game boy. seriously about to end on a free throw? Uh, I think so. That's the lamest <laughs> that would way be to end this game. Horrendous. Um, maybe my favorite preseason prediction, Kamiar said that we'll find the missing Malaysian Airlines flights before Robertson plays again. <laughs> He might still be on something. Still, still in play, buddy. <laughs> so you're saying you should have put chance. money on that. Like that thing's going to be in play for the next 20 years. Can I get odds years? on this? <laughs> I get odds. We'll have to ask our friends over at Bet Online to get us odds. Anybody in this, that's listening to this has been like a family Impacted. member to somebody that <laughs> flew Malaysian over, the, over that series of like two months. But uh, I'm not wrong, though. The, uh, I predicted the Thunder would trade five players. Yeah, that's a big number. You're so wrong. That's, that's uh, a big number. Well, is that oh more wrong or goodness. less wrong than Taylor saying Stephen Adams will make his first All-Star oh, appearance? Oh, boo. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're Nick, you think Stephen Adams sucks. So. <laughs> oh, AD just missed the free throw. Oh, he better my. clank the second one on purpose. The intensity. Um, oh, yeah, that's no Our record predictions for the Thunder. Um, Justin and Taylor both said the Thunder would finish the season at 30 and 52. Boy, Kamiar said Clutch. thirty-two and fifty. I said thirty-three and forty-nine. So they all hit the number almost about where they are now. Yep. Yeah. There's a. It looks like yeah. The game ended on a free throw. How That's lame. So That's awful. awful. That's <laughs> the worst. There's gonna be an unspoken agreement that you just clank both of those yes. and you go back and play. Um, I think the closest prediction now would have to be the reverse of my prediction, which was thirty-three and forty-nine. They're more likely to go Shit. 49 and 33. That's wild. That's absurd. Which is, and, and the reason I chose 33 and 49 was because that was the inverse of the 2018 2019 team. And this team's gonna on a higher win pace than that team was. Exactly. It's unbelievable. So, pretty wild. Um, with all that being said, how do you guys see the season ending? Do the Thunder get home court advantage? No. Do they make it to 50 wins? No. All right, well, Kamiar's got his opinions. What do the rest of you guys think? <laughs> I don't think it's, they do either. It's going to be um, tough. I Yeah, it's it's going to be challenging. I What's crazy, though, is I keep saying, and I'm still convinced of this, and maybe that's foolish, but I still think this team has overachieved. And I think that there is an evening out to the mean that's going to happen at some point this season, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe this is just an overachieving season for them, but I still think there's going to be a stretch of games that leave you scratching your head. They're going to lose games they should win, and they're going to look flat, and they're not going to come up on the right side of every clutch performance like it feels like they have for the first part of the season, and I think we're going to see more of that in the second half of the season. I don't think it's going to be like a wheels coming off type of thing, but I think there will be a little bit of a regression. Yeah, so no, I, I agree rep- with you, oh, and I've I've talked about this quite a few times, but like the, the things that Thunder are hanging their hats on right now are 
extremely hard or impossible to replicate throughout the entire season. You know, all these major comebacks and, um, you know, clutch points down the stretch and all this kind of stuff. It's just, it's not sustainable, and I don't think it'll happen long term. Like you said, the wheels probably won't fall off, but it won't be um, the way it has been to this point in the season, I don't think. It's probably good that their remaining schedule isn't the most difficult one. Yeah, they have, I think, the fourth easiest schedule in the Western Conference to close out the season. And they, so, they need to finish 17 and 10 to get to 50 wins. The pace they're, they're on right now it, is it's wild. Is that That's kind of lowballing them, to be honest. Yeah, it's crazy to so think that. That would be a 63% win percentage, and I think they're on like a... For the season, they're on a 60%, 60. win percentage. But if you look at since December 1st, it's really really high so yeah that's so a that's McGarry. still <laughs> possibility <laughs> did you did you see his new business endeavors i did yes shout out mitch i'm glad he's still uh still kicking reason <laughs> glad he's what do you think he's dead already <laughs> i mean glad honestly he's still doing the things he that he was doing in okc so like, i think he's still riding, riding that unicycle with a yeah. snake in a top hat cycle uh, it's, a, it's a weird fun cat, fact, man. I can ride a unicycle. Prove it. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> me and, We've got me and social Mitch media McGarry, accounts. Make a video. Me and Mitch McGarry hang out all the time, ride yeah, unicycles. Well, that's what's people riding And then Justin got a random drug test at work the next day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so those were some of our preseason Thunder predictions. So let's move on to some of our league-wide predictions uh before we do that let's tell you real quick about betonline.ag and why you shouldn't listen to us for betonline.ag advice because what what you're about to hear is going to tell you uh we're not very good at this <laughs> bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all things sports march madness the masters major league opening day all right around the corner bet online has you covered for all your latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. The best part? When you sign up, you receive a 50% welcome bonus. That's free money, y'all. The Wilder Fury rematch goes down Saturday night, and we can't think of a better way to wager on the fight than doing it with actual free money. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. We signed up. It's super easy. And if you're already into betting, it is a fantastic way to support this podcast. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you sign up at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, as we go around the association, we get to play my favorite sounder of the day. I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Kawhi, Nick just shared a pretty funny... Kawhi-related tweet in our Slack uh, mid-podcast. Um, it says, Doc Rivers watching Kawhi play this hard in the All-Star game after low-managing half the season. And it's that famous uh, confused Doc. Doc gif. Doc gif, yeah. 
It's a good one. Pretty good. <laughs> it's a good one. So on October 13th, we did our NBA season preview podcast. We had some takes. We also laid out what the standings for each conference would be going into the playoffs. We picked playoff winners all the way down to Eastern and Western Conference Finals, a finals matchup, and a finals winner. So let's revisit this. First, let's start with the Eastern Conference, guys. And looking back, we did pretty good. Our guess for what the the 1 through 8 seed in the Eastern Conference going into the playoffs, all eight teams are currently in the Eastern Conference playoffs. There we go. And it doesn't look like... Uh, I mean, Washington's three games out, so maybe they could make a run. But as of right now, it seems like it's pretty pretty solid. We had the Milwaukee Bucks at, as the one seed, Philadelphia 76ers at two, Boston Celtics at three, Indiana Pacers go. at four, Toronto at five, Heat at six, Nets at seven, Orlando at eight. Well, at least they had the heat in there, even though they're way better than we, we thought. Really under, yes. yeah, under, we really, yeah. We, we had, saw Kendrick Nunn, though. Like, that's a thing. Yeah, Man Duncan Robinson. Yeah. So we had the Bucks, the Nets, and Orlando all at where they're currently at right now. Yeah. The mix-up that we had was there in the middle. We were all really high on Philly. I think everybody was. Yeah, yeah. we all? were really high on, on Philly. All of us? No, <laughs> yeah, so I have a Justin take from that podcast, quote, the Sixers will be the disappointment of the Eastern Conference this season. They will miss Jimmy Butler more than they think. That makes me think of the Instagram post that Joel Embiid like was talking about. He's like, "Oh, was it him that he talked about like that Batman quote or whatever it was?" Yeah. E- either you die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become yeah. the villain. And then Jimmy Butler was like, "Hey, I know a place where villains are welcome or something like that." <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, "Oh." And then oh. Philly booed him the next game. Yeah. Well, Booed and beat. But the thing is, is like they have so many good pieces, except Ben Simmons, who I think is a garbage All Star player. I don't. That makes me very upset. But anyways, um, the the Al Horford experiment has not worked. That ex- nope. that entire experiment has just been garbage. Like, which man. is so surprising because I always viewed like Horford as one of those guys, kind of like Gallinari. Who you think I feel just... like they have a lot of good pieces, but they need somebody to to shape that team around, and that's right. what Butler was. And and without him, they just have a bunch of kind of good tertiary pieces. Like Simmons can't be that guy for you. No. Josh Richardson's not ready to be that guy. I don't know if he can ever be that guy. But they just they need a guy that can can take charge when they need to, and they don't have that. Yep. And Embiid is soft. Charles Barkley called him out on on TNT <laughs> one night. That's awesome. Some of our other takes from that episode. Uh, Comiar. Had a really good one. Said Toronto would be just fine without Kawhi. Validated. Everybody suck it. (laughs) Boom. Now, my argument against Toronto was I thought they would sell off their old pieces like Mark Gasol, Serge Ibaka, Kyle Lowry. Nah, bro. Ticket sales. They haven't, and they've been legitimately good. They have... They won, uh, like, how many in a row? 15. Yeah. They currently have a game and a half lead on the Boston Celtics for the two seed. And Pascal Siakam's looking good, good. Yep. Looking real he, good. He's, mm-hmm. he's been really good. Uh, Taylor. Sucked. Oh, this one's this one's bad. Ta- Taylor missed the mark a little bit on this one, saying Boston will be a disappointment. Uh, they've nope. been very good 
even though they really lack a a good big man, they True. have okay big men. Tice, Cantor. But yeah. Their their wings are proven they can make up for it, especially that game yeah. uh, prior to the All Star break. It, what, oh uh, my God, Jason Tatum and, and Boston. That was phenomenal. Yeah, Tatum that was went a crazy. crazy game. Yeah. Uh, I also had a Boston take. I said Jalen Brown may not be on the on the Boston Celtics at the end of the season. I was very for that. I was with you there, but um, yeah, it turned out to be in their in their favor to hold on to him. I wish he was in Oklahoma City. Definitely, and He'd be none so of us. <laughs> yeah, none of us were high on Miami. Well, only like which is crazy. They, they, had, they had Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, who we all thought was right. relatively pretty good, and they were like, who else do they have? Exactly, and it they turns were out hard caps are good. They, yeah. they were going to struggle to build a team. Pat Riley, apparently, in their workout system has done wonders. And Kendrick Nunn, who is like a second-rounder, two-way, 25-year-old dude, randomly is lighting the world on fire. Yeah, Duncan Robinson, who played D3 college basketball. Kind of of like the Thunder. I think that Miami has um, the, the last part of the season that's nowhere near as good as the first part and i think they're an early playoff exit i don't think wow. this team that's having all this success is actually that good even they're, with the additions of like igadala and uh, solomon hill solomon and hill jay and crowder. jay crowder ha ha, ha <laughs> question mark <laughs> i i think if they got gallinari they would be a legitimate threat in the east definitely they're, they're just really relying do. on they're relying on three or four guys that are not proven and we're seeing them have a good first 45 50 games that I also th- in their life. Yeah, I also think kind of I think Miami and Oklahoma City are kind of similar in the idea that I think the overall product is uh is better than the individual parts. Does that make sense like the sum is yes. better than the individual the s- parts? Yes, the sum is better than They are they are very fun teams to compare in the East and West. Um I mean outside of Toronto those are probably the two most surprising teams for each conference. Um, I'm not sure if you say, oh, Brody agrees. <laughs> Brody <laughs> that was agrees. Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Toronto might surprise me a little more than Miami. Um, and out of the West, I still think OKC is the biggest surprise. So those are kind of my three teams I think that surprised me the most. But it is fun to compare, uh, especially like you said, Jacob, Miami and, and OKC. There's certainly some comparisons there and I think Nick, you mentioned this a little bit ago, but like, they're both of those organizations' ability to uh, to scout talent. It's just it's really impressive, and it's shown multiple seasons. And um, so yeah, those are I don't know. I I, I agree with those. Somebody's gonna give Fred Van Vliet the max this summer. Just watch. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. And they're One, gonna regret it. It's gonna be the Knicks it's or the Kings. The Knicks. It's gonna be so. Bad. Oh god, it will be the Kings, won't it? Man. Poor Kings. The Kings God, can't, they, they can't get Kings, out of their man. own way. They had Luca there, and they took Marvin Bagley. <laughs> Goddamn Kings, man. I think they if Bagley, you guys, you guys. Bagley could stay healthy, they'd be fine. Like ba- I think Bagley would be good. But I think Bagley's good, but he's not a Luca legend. Right. Whenever My- we did our our season preview series, and we had guests on for every team in the league, which was, looking back, that was a lot of work, but God, that was so much fun. That was a lot of fun. Chris Dewar, who covers... Um, local sports for the 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 local news uh, up in Illinois, I believe, or Indiana. I think it's Indiana. He Same thing. he was from Sacramento, huge <laughs> Sacramento thing. fan. He came on with me, and he was just like, "Man, life sucks being a Sacramento fan. Like I haven't experienced happiness in like twenty years, <laughs> and I just look at everything the Kings do, and I'm like, 
I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> like that. I sucks. did watch that because uh, since I have a subscription to ESPN, like I you can watch all the ESPN thirty for thirties, and I did rewatch one of the thirty for thirties. It was called it's called Two Brothers, and it has Vladimir Divac and like all like the stuff that went on in Yugoslavia with him and Tony Kukoc and uh, whoever else Petrovic. Uh, it's really good. I recommend cool. everybody to go watch it. Right. I can't I wait for the inevitable one. thirty for thirty on. Oklahoma City, the dynasty that never was. I will say uh, this magic moment with Shaq and and Penny, and it's going to be with Katie, Russ, and uh Harden. Harden. So, looking back at our Eastern Conference predictions from the beginning of the season, how do you guys feel now? You feel validated? I do. With I mean, Comier was spot on. I was uh, I was a little off. Boston's been solid. But all yeah, I was Western. riding the Bucks, and I said the Sixers would be a letdown, so I feel good. Yeah, see, and, and whenever we did that podcast, I had Justin give us his one through eight for the East, and we all, I, I think specifically Taylor and I, yep. really pushed back against you saying, no, Philly's got to be the one yep. seed. Yep. Taylor, we're idiots. I, <laughs> I don't I know was anyone thinking, listens to us. <laughs> I was thinking Philly's going to make it to the finals. I was all in. So we had the Bucks and the Sixers going to the Eastern Conference Finals with the Sixers making it to the NBA Finals. Yikes. Not we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. On to the Western Conference. The Western Conference, we settled on the final standings for the West. Wow. This one's bad. We messed up, bro. Uh, I really in messed order, up. Seeds, <laughs> in order for the seeds, number one seed, the Denver Nuggets. That's fair. They're two, aren't they? Or they're three. This two? number two three. seed, let me look real quick. I think they're three. Denver is currently the second seed, a game okay. up on the Clippers. Okay, so kind of close. Not bad. We had Denver as the one seed, the Utah Jazz at the two seed. Still not bad. The Houston Rockets at three. Okay. The Clippers at four. The Ooh. Lakers at five. Ooh. The Warriors at six. Okay, Ooh. but see, there, things the happen. Blazers at seven. Eesh. And the Kings at eight. Oh, boy. Yikes, and my first bro. note... Taylor said the Kings are going to be better than the <laughs> Dallas Mavericks. I was high on the Kings, too. And Kamiar oh. talked so much about the Kings that I didn't even pull quotes. I, quotes, I just said Kamiar <laughs> is super, super high. high on the Kings. Because Mitch they had, McGarry they high. So much, maybe, they had maybe so just much super going high. for them late last season with all their youth, and then they Vlade Divocked it. Like, it's not my fault that they just can't run a damn organization. Kamiar went on and Kings. on in that podcast. About the depth of the Kings, which <laughs> rightfully so, like you are making good points the, in that they podcast. The depth, yep, and they just can't put it together, man. That's really they sad. can't put it together. Like Mass have buddy, been great. Get Buddy out of there. Great get surprise. legitimately everybody out of there, and just let Marvin Bagley have it. So we had five of the eight teams that we guessed back then are currently in. But hey, you notice in who's the not playoffs. In there. Notice who's not in there. Not only the Thunder, but. We agreed that San Antonio would not make the playoffs. We were very adamant and about that's San Antonio. Like, that's twenty-two years in the making, bro. Yep, we might. Yep. That might be our one like good prediction we have for the Western Conference. Yeah, the, yeah, our Western true. Conference takes are garbage. Yeah, so really <laughs> Warriors not making the playoffs. Yeah. Kings not making the playoffs. Blazers have a bit of a puncher's chance to still get in at the eighth seed. We'll see. Um, my hot take. I said I know this is going to be a hot take. I said the Warriors will not be in the playoffs, and You're you something. three shit all over me. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, <laughs> look how things have turned out since then. 
Like Alec Burks yeah. made a bad mistake in walking away from OKC. Alec, yeah, he if did. Alec Burks just stayed in OKC, OKC Alex probably, Burks would be the starting three yeah, on this team. OKC no probably kidding. five or four right now if they have Alec Burks. Yeah, and like he was like, yeah, oh, I'm gonna join the Warriors. So where, where, like he got be blown. So out obviously night, we couldn't foresee the Steph Curry yeah, the injury, injuries. yeah, and, and all that. But my point back then was that they were not going to be able to play any defense. And I Accurate. still think that's the case. Yep. You're spot on. Yep. That was a good take. That is, yep. We, we were all very, very high on the New Orleans Pelicans. We record this before Which, the news that Zion tore his meniscus. I think good. this is fair. They are exactly. good. Yep. They're very good. As, as Playing much Zion better. back, like I, I, as I talked about just the other day, um, you know, before they played the Pelicans, and but when we did their last group podcast, and I said, oh, yeah, we all said, I think they'd split these last two because I said, man, you look at how the Pelicans have really played since they got Zion back. They've been scoring a lot of points and they beat some good teams yeah. since that team has been healthy. And honestly, they, gave OKC, OKC a they only won by five of the nine. And Ingram, he was cleared to go but didn't play anyways. And so, like, that could have easily been a loss. So, yep. so, like, the Pelicans are legit good when they're all healthy. I think they'll be really good next year. I, I agree. I agree. Agreed. The Pelicans, currently the 11th seed in the West, they Which are crazy. five, yeah, five and a half games behind Memphis. I don't think they can catch up there uh, and and make a playoff appearance. But I think they're a really good team. Yeah, I think they're a good team. We called David Fisdale getting fired. Speaking that of Memphis, was a, that was a real difficult one, huh? <laughs> the Knicks are so garbage. <laughs> Knicks are so bad. Like who, who's who, that, what that's a, a good fucking, question. It's, or, it's sorry, a tale what two a coasts. stinking dumpster fire. Goodness. Yeah, like it's a tale of two coasts, but it's really the same. Which one? <laughs> Is the bigger dumpster fire, New York Knicks or Sacramento Kings? The Knicks, because oh, they have all the, the facilities and everything, everything you could ever want. KD's coming. No, he's going to the other one in New York. Like, they are so, oh my God. They, the Kings at least have a built-in excuse that they're in Sacramento, right? They're not in LA. They're not in the Bay. The Knicks are in freaking New York City. They're like one of the wealthiest franchises in the world. And they still can't get it right. Madison Square Garden. And what's and the uh, they, they, what's the common denominator for the Knicks here over the past twenty years, guys? Ownership. Ownership. Well, you the think that is. they're finally turning a corner and they make the, the right team. hires, and then once his face goes on the first take and just unloads. What's Stephen A? <laughs> you have to no no um, who was it? Oakley. Their their, their PR like the uh, PR guy, but yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, I, I should know this name. Anyways, he went Oakley's on there. And the, the Knicks had to come out with like a, another statement saying that this guy does not speak on behalf of the entire organization. Could be worse. It could cost ugh. the NBA twenty million dollars. Twenty two hundred million dollars. Shout out Maury. Maury's gonna go to that board of governors meeting and just get his ass whipped, <laughs> <laughs> literally live on stage. Clay Bennett's gonna beat the shit out of that guy. <laughs> Pillowcase full of bars of soap. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! I asked you guys who would be making their first All Star appearance. So this one's fun to visit over All Star Weekend. Yeah, our guess is Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, Mike Not Conley, too far off. If, Aaron yeah, Gordon, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell. There and we then go. Taylor made us add Stephen Adams. Dang it! <laughs> so we got what one there? Donovan Mitchell. Yep. Yeah, but Brogdon's been really freaking good. Conley has not hurt. Not, Conley's been, Conley's been the biggest disappointment to me all season. I agree. He's been would yeah. agree with that yep. because that's the reason why all of us and many of 
everybody else was so high on Utah. Like, wow, yep. they're bringing back the entire core. But also, they've got Bojan Bogdanovic, and they've also got Mike Conley. Right. They update, they upgraded Rubio to Mike Conley. And so it's just so it's just like wow, this team's going to be so good defensively, offensively. They all got it coming back with Quinn Snyder, and then the, like Mike Conley has been just a shell of himself, and it's yeah. just like it's so disappointing. And you're wondering what's going on with his health, and you're wondering what's going on with his jumpers since Memphis. I don't know. And re-listening to that podcast, Kamiar uh, was very adamantly angry about Ricky Rubio. <laughs> and his name being Ricky, and him playing in the NBA, and what? and Justin, he, you were like the only thing good about him is his hair, and Justin said, "quote Have you seen his eyes?" <laughs> Still true. That holds up. He's been pretty Ricky. decent for the Remember Suns. Remember when Thunder fans are really upset that they didn't take Ricky Rubio and they got like they yes. didn't Harden yeah. or Russ? That, it was, it was Harden. It was a Harden, Harden draft. Yeah. Well, Look how what stupid you are, Thunder fans. Kamiar, uh, again, with two great hot takes in this podcast. Number one, he said, Zion is just going to be a fat Julius Randle. Not back and that was statement. how our inside joke, uh, or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, that's how it was born. <laughs> Whenever Kamiar... <laughs> what does that sound? Is that a dog? That is, yes, that is... <laughs> It's like, still, so, like a gremlin in the podcast. He's still puppy, like, and he is... When Kamiar dies, I am making sure that his tombstone yeah. says Zion is a fat Julius Randle. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm coming to around to the idea that he might just be a crappy Charles Barkley, but I'm still sticking with fat Julius Randle. <laughs> That's quite a spectrum. <laughs> I mean, what's the difference, you know? <laughs> I think your tombstone should be top line, Zion's fat Julius Randle. Bottom line, I just got done taking a nap. Remember uh, when he exploded out of PG's shoes when he was still at Duke? Yeah, that yeah. doesn't happen to normal sized people. Or is, <laughs> is he a skinny Big Baby Davis? Ooh. No, he's talented. <laughs> What's Big Baby Davis even up to now? Was he the in, the, three. in the Big, big three? three? Yeah, he got, didn't he get arrested he got, or something though? He got fined for going to the crowd, taking his shirt off. Yeah, yeah, but before that, wasn't he? Didn't he get arrested or something? He's smoking weed and riding remember. unicycles with a uh, Mitch McGarry. <laughs> big Baby Davis can't get his fat ass on a unicycle. Remember buddy? when Mitch McGarry was playing and he double doubled and like he just boxed out so hard, Big Baby Davis had to go out of the game because he hurt his back. <laughs> Because he's I so about that, that was one of my favorite he games. Under the pressure of all the weight, just like Zion did with those shoes. Kamiar's uh, other hot take on that podcast was, "quote China will nuke the U.S. halfway through the season." <laughs> hey, now listen. They've got a. They've got this massive virus that's going around. <laughs> yeah. B. Which is Daryl Morey has made them so angry. So who's right? I'm still not wrong. It was a low-key uh, new bio-warfare. Bio technically, technically, we're already halfway through the season, so you've got like a week for them to, to nuke hey, us. The, 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 the virus is in the United States <laughs> right now, so you tell me bio-warfare isn't a part of that? Uh, for the Western <laughs> Conference for the playoffs, we had <laughs> Lakers versus Utah in the Western Conference Finals uh, with the Lakers winning, and we all said in the finals, Lakers versus 76ers, that the Philadelphia 76ers would win the wow. NBA title. We suck, wow. man. So, uh, well, at least we got one of the teams in the NBA finals, right? Lakers. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the Lakers are are looking pretty good right now. Because playoff P is showing up, which means he's just not showing up. <laughs> that is very right accurate. Right on time. Um, all right, cool. Any other thoughts? Well, I, I guess let's talk about the Western Conference. How do you guys feel about that one in hindsight now? 
we obviously were way off. Um, but yeah. looking at it now, I mean, what a f- like like I said earlier, what a fun season. What an yeah. unexpected season. What one, which makes it so fun. Um, yeah. The Thunder are a lock to make the playoffs. 538 currently has them as a 99.9% chance that's to wild. make the playoffs. Like, that's the same amount of germs that Lysol kills. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I hate you so much. They're, <laughs> they're pretty much a lock to make the playoffs. The Memphis Grizzlies that's are looking the, like they might make the playoffs. as well. You yeah. know, I said the Thunder okay. might have been the biggest surprise of the the Western Conference, but it, it might be Memphis. I I did forget. About if, Memphis. if I told Jaw, you guys, Jaw's so good. Yeah, if he I is. told you guys preseason that whenever we did this, you get we all had. Although I had some pushback, we had the Warriors at the sixth seed. If I would have told you the Warriors are going to have the best odds, or and and the top three odds to get the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. You guys would all probably all, all think that I was crazy. I would have called you crazy, yeah. Light years. Light, Light years. years. And what's amazing is that next year when the Warriors are healthy again, you got that, and then the Spurs are just going to be the Spurs. I think the Spurs are going to go down. They're going to have to sell off everything eventually. Yeah. They need a reason. Pop, too, it's too Pop's old. probably done. Dude, Pop, and, um, Pop sounds like he has one foot out the door. I mean, you yeah. listen to his interviews, and it's just he's, it's not the I, same. I, 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 some, I read somewhere Pop's going to do Team USA. For the Olympics, and he's done. done. Yeah, that makes sense. But like, you get to look at next year with the Warriors going to be back. The Pelicans are going to be fine. The Grizz with Jaw and JJJ and them. Okay, he's going to probably be down. Uh, but it's like the West still becoming better with all their young talent. It's just, and then you have the East just you know farting around over there. Like you have <laughs> sound like my dad. The, 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 look, the top five teams are good. <laughs> just farting around over but, there. Okay, but, Playing like, the, like a bunch of the, slugs. The top... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> a bunch of, that was so great. That was a great but, reverence. Like, like, literally, the East is so, so bad. Like, you look at Memphis, who is the eighth seed in, like, a decent amount of control, and then you look at the eighth seed for the East. Like, come on. Like, the East sucks so so bad the 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 whiz how many games have they won this year like 18 19 but they're putting the up 150 wizards, games I got it right here the wizards have won 20 games and they're only 3 games out of the 8 seeds <laughs> yeah it's that pretty wild bottom part of the east and then, is so bad and for and if they were in the west they would be in the bottom 2 they would be in the bottom 2 in the west yeah see and they I, can make the playoffs but that's what's so funny you mentioned this about the west Kamiar, but you have teams like the Thunder and the, the Grizzlies, like two young, budding teams. Um, who Very five, small market teams. Five, and small market teams, and, and the Pelicans. Five years from now, those could be three of the best teams in the West. But meanwhile, you still have the Clippers and the Lakers and the Jazz and the Rockets to kind of uh, be the top dogs until then, right? So it, it's going to be so fun and interesting watching how these next five, six seasons play out. It's going to be strange be when LeBron a completely new like, dynamic. retires the next right. couple It's going to be a new era. Yeah. It's, a, it's a birth of a new era, 100%. Because they hitched all – the Lakers hitched everything to aging LeBron, and if something goes awry next year or the year after that, like – they're, it's they have be no. A, they have nothing to build a team with. It's gonna right. be a Steve Nash situation again, yeah. and I hope oh. that's not the case because it's Braun. But like, he's not the one that's injury prone. AD is, but aging LeBron kind of scares me. Also, and not then, so you know this this summer the the Bucks can offer Giannis the the max extension, and if he turns that down, you know All you can't drama. you can't really ride that that out. You probably got to trade him. Also, you know, and so and yeah. not to completely derail us, but but um. I was thinking about this the other day 
you know, some of my favorite Thunder memories are the uh, Grit and Grind Grizzlies and the Thunder playoff matchups um, of the early Thunder era. Um, and just kind of and now we might through, get shade jaw for the next 10 years. Exactly. Yes. And how different that will be. But it has the potential to be just as exciting and just as thrilling. Like, I'm very excited Definitely. to see that moving forward. One of one last thing for our Western Conference takes. We all were on the same page. We said, man, how, how are the Rockets going to be able to play so small? They're going to start Russ Harden, <laughs> Eric Gordon, uh, P.J. Tucker at the four. Are you serious? Clint Capella at the five. How are they going to play that small? Little it's did funny we know. that we were arguing that that was small. <laughs> Pocket Rockets. Yeah. I really hate that name. <laughs> I love it so much. I do too. Oh, man. I wish uh, I wish we still had Get Roman as our <laughs> ad sponsor for uh, for the Pocket Rockets. Hey, uh, speaking All right, of guys. which, Untuck It was just had a commercial on uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. Hey. Boom. Let's go and wrap this bad boy up. You better wrap it up. It's done. Yes, Mr. Frodo. It's over now. Hold on now. Hang in there with me. About that. Hey, can you read? Wrap it up. All right, guys. So we are starting to see a trend around American sports with rule changes to re-engage fans. Got the XFL dudes are chugging Bud Lights after the game. New extra point rules, all kinds of stuff. Um, the NBA All-Star Game, the changing of the, the format tonight, along with possible scheduling changes coming in the future. Major League Baseball is flirting with the idea of letting the number one seed in each uh, conference choose their opponent for the first round instead of just playing the lowest seed. Don't like that. So my question for you guys are what are some wild new rules you'd like to see in the NBA that would just make it more fun? This is a small one, but seeing Miles Bridges tweet at halftime of the Rising Stars game and then go off. Yes. Uh, I'm here for it. Give the players their phones at halftime and let's get weird. Two, that could be 2020. Fun. I like, I'm all in. I like what the big three has done, and I think I would like to do that in the NBA, which is instead of taking three free throws, take that one free throw. Yeah, they do that in the G League as well. G one League, free throw yeah. for all the points. That's so much better and makes the game go by quicker. And it does. I, I've never – a G League game I've been to in regulation has never gone over two hours. And then Harden would not extend the game an extra hour. Yep. Like, I like it's that. a good one. So I'd like, I'd, I'd like to see uh, more coaches' challenges allowed. Maybe do like an NFL system because there's more than one call a game that is horrible by a ref that should be able to be challenged. Yeah, that's I'm going like to go that. the other way but and yeah, say that, none. That's interesting no because, challenges. Yeah, because I think a lot of people would vote to say just no, screw the coaches' challenge. I think they should work out a way. Like There should be a way with the replay center yeah. where there is no time stoppage. To look at a play like some plays an exception but for the most part they should just be able to like buzz the ref on the floor say like yes that was a uh, foul no that wasn't a foul or whatever they're reviewing and just make it seamless so i've always argued this is a little bit less of a rule change for the league and more of a change as far as the media is concerned um and i've argued this on twitter before I would pay the NBA large amounts of money and be way more invested and probably buy the full league pass where I could watch every game. If instead of listening to the local broadcast, I could have every player mic'd up and just listen yes, to them talk on the fun. court. That'd, I think that would be for a certain so audience, though, because like you can imagine like little kids listening to this trying to grow up and you hear... like <laughs> Listen to li- little you, kids listening so to kids, Russ on the court. Like you, or like... You, 
KG on the side that you called Eric Gordon <laughs> trash. Bleep, bleep. I'm not going to say it on the, on the podcast, but you know what I'm talking Aw, about. Yeah. Beat, mother oh, beat, mother <laughs> Yeah, like you. So, like, that would be that would be fun for us as adults. 18 but plus. For, but for, like, kids growing up, parents would probably be really upset. Yeah, you'd have to buy, like, a special package on NBA.com or something, but I'm all in it. I'm all in for it, man. That would be a blast. So, I've got, I've got four for you guys here. And they're going to be pretty Jeez. quick. Four? So, yeah, Jeez. yeah, I got four. I, I did my homework, guys. Um, <laughs> the first two are pretty, like, pretty standard. Uh, they aren't super hot. The, the, the other two are a little more out there. So my first two. Um, the first is the bottom seeds playing in for the playoffs. Um, like Adam Silver proposed. I'm all for that. I love that idea. I like the eighth, ninth seeds battling it battling out for those last couple seeds. Basically, that's what the NCAA does for those Right, those, the play-in uh, tournament. The play-in for yeah. the NCAA, yeah, play-in round. Um, so I, I love that idea. Also, the Euro foul is trash. Get that out of here. If somebody does a Euro foul, so for uh, for our listeners who don't know what that is, if a player is it has a wide-open, fast break in transition, and the opposing player goes and fouls him, like grabs his jersey to stop that from happening, um, that's called what people call a Euro foul because it happens in Europe or has happened in Europe. Um, the NBA has taken really good steps to kind of help prevent that. I think if that happens, that player's ejected. Get that out of there. I want to see wow. transition. I want to see fast-paced games. Chris Paul does this it. all the time, though. Oh, I know. Taylor's I know. mad about this one. Ejective. Euro foul. Get that shit out Get of that here. Euro trash out of here. Fire him. Kill him. Kill him. Public ex- execution midcourt. Head on a stake. <laughs> um, so... My, my third, and ones are literally and ones. No free throw needed. It's a three-point play. Oh, Air horn. Hey, that's, that's pretty cool. That I like that. That would simplify the game. And then my, my last one is kind of a fun one because we've talked about it on this podcast. Comer is a, a pretty big proponent of this. I think he'll agree with me here. Hockey assists should become a real stat. Yes. Track for each player on a game-by-game basis. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add on to that. Boom. If somebody – so, like – I know, like you talked about, if it's an and one and so, yada yada, somebody, uh, uh, somebody you whatever, you know, get they make the bucket, they get the and one. Let's say they don't, but they make the free throw. Yeah. Um, I think the person that assisted in that pass, they make the free throw, should get the assist. One hundred percent. Boom. One hundred percent. I don't know. I I was thinking more kind of off the wall on this. I guess like, oh, I wish well, it would go are, back. Are these not off the wall enough for well, you? They are, but I was thinking more like. <laughs> They should have let them like fight like they did in the eighties. So like you're talking <laughs> like fight. the as the the ancient Aztec game Pato Talk, where if you lost the game, the loser is sacrificed to whichever deity that they thought was good. Hey, if it got rid of the Sacramento Kings and the New York Knicks, <laughs> <laughs> Sacramento sacrifice. Ho, ho, ho. We're on to something. Three guys. letters. Sacktown. Sacktown. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's get out of here. This is your first time listening to us. Thank you so much for checking us out. If you haven't yet, make sure you go and you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We drop weekly pods every Monday morning, and then we have a post-game pod after every single Thunder game, which means our next post-game pod coming your way Friday night. As the Thunder get back at it, they take on the Denver Nuggets here in Oklahoma City. We will drop a pod Thursday morning, late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning for you. uh, Just to kind of catch you up to speed with the league, give you some more thoughts. We don't want to leave you guys like six days without a podcast. So we will pod again Wednesday night. So be on the lookout for that as well. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. While you're at it, go drop a five-star rating for this podcast. Say some nice things. It really boosts my self-esteem and I need it right now. 
<laughs> Poor Jacob. <laughs> yeah, really, really weird right now. I'm having a rough, rough time in life, man. Make me feel good. Um, shout out to our pod sponsor, Blue Wire Podcast. Make sure you check them out on Twitter as well at Blue Wire Pods. And our sponsor for the week, BetOnline.ag. Lots of sports coming up soon. Lots of chances to place bets. So go get in on BetOnline.ag. Remember to use that promo code BlueWire. Get 50% bonus on your first uh, purchase, your first uh, investment. So go check that out. Again, we will be back with you guys late Wednesday night. Until then, have a great beginning of your week. Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.